All right, all right. We back with another episode of Check the Credits Podcast. Um, once again, you know, we 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 call it Check the Credits because we want to put a little more emphasis and attention and pay homage to some people who are in today's climate and the way the industry is with streaming and no uh, physical product. Uh, you can't really tell who did what or who's responsible for what unless you do a little bit of digging and, and researching. Um, so today we got a, a, a guest on the show who's a producer, writer, music director, five-time Grammy nominated, five, three-time Grammy award winning um, producer who's worked with the likes of Beyonce, Usher, French Montana, Kevin Gates, um, Omarion, Rico Love, Diddy, um, Trey Songs, the, the list goes on. Uh, so today, without further ado, I want to introduce my brother, D-Town the Great. What's going on, my brother? It's good, Chop, man. Long time no see, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got that. We got that Jersey City lineage. Hey, you look 20 years ago, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, I'm trying. Man. You're drinking water. Hey, drinking a lot water. of it. A lot of it. A lot of it. Um, I'm drinking Casamigos, so I mean, oh, it's close. Oh, okay. It's clear. It's clear. It's clear. There you go. There you go. It's clear. Um, Man, um, I always start off with, with who you work with, but like I said, it's check the credits, so we want to bring it, you know, full circle and let some people know what are some of these records that people may be unfamiliar that you've done and worked on and been a part of. Let's see. Um, I'll take it back to the beginning. My first record, my very first placement was in 2000. I believe it was either 99 or 2000. It was a record for Bell Bell DeVoe. They were doing a comeback album. The record was for Mark Fred. And I got my placement through Brandon and Brian through Jagged Edge. They wrote the song. Got you, got you. Next thing out after that, I went on to work on their next following project, which was um, um, it was the album that they did after J.E. Heartbreak. That next album after gotcha. that, I can't think of the name. Got you, got you. Um, I did a record on that called "This Goes Out." And then you know, Jagged pretty much gave me this, gave me my start in the business. Got you, you know? got you. So, and so, what, what, um, what, what, what records are you part of that people may not know about uh, for Beyonce? Uh, um, I did a record for Beyonce called Radio. Co-produced that with, with Jim Johnson and um, Rico Love. There you go. There you go. Sasha Pierce out. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I remember we we got similarities. We was down with a production team. Started out with, with a team yeah. with partners. So bring people bring Absolutely. people up to speed. Let them know what, what was the name of that production team you was down with, brother. The name of that production team was The Corner Boy. All right. All right. Yeah. So we um. It was me and my former partner Pierre. We still cool to this day. That's yeah, shout but, um, out to Pierre. I see Pierre on Facebook all the time. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. We did a, um, we, I mean, we did some cool things, man. We did a record, um, a few records with Amarion, Marcus Houston. You know, um, it was Amarion's debut album. Our song was the first song on the album. It was called um, it's called um, I wish. Okay. All right. All right. And then we did another song this album called I'm Gonna Change. It was a ballad. And after that, we went on to um, work on with Marcus Houston. And we produced a record for him called All Because of You. That was a, um, that was a second single for, for, for his um, debut album, or second album. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So um, I know you guys work, uh, well, I know you specifically work uh, closely with Rico Love and, and Give just uh -huh. give a little backstory on that. Like, how does how did that start? How you start from being the corner boys to 
working with uh, Rico Love. Well, Rico was unofficially like the third member of the Corner Boys, low key, because we all met. He, we all met at the beginning of, of all our careers. So the Corner Boys got established. Like I said, we were put on through Jagged Edge, and so the Jagged Edge had a studio in one of the group members' house, Cal. Cal Norman. He lived in Stone Mountain at the time, and he had a studio. And every time his studio was inside of a, it was in a um, culture sack. So anytime they would go, we, we, anytime we was going to the studio, everybody be like, "Yeah, we gonna go. We going to the corner." That's the name of the studio <laughs> gotcha, spot. Gotcha. So we'd be in there, being P, we'd be in there every day, just making beats. We didn't have a name at the time. All right. So Jagged Day sitting in the basement, it was like, man, if y'all gonna be a production duo, y'all gotta have a name, man. <laughs> so we was like, well, I mean, shit, we don't know what to call ourselves. This shit, so like, we gotta think of a name for y'all. So there's like, you know what? Um, we gonna call y'all the Corner Boys. All right. I was like, nigga, I ain't never sold drugs in my life, man. I ain't no corner boy. Like, the house is on the corner. Y'all niggas stay in this shit. Y'all work Word. all day, every day. Y'all corner boy, bro. Word. So I was like, you know what? They do kind of have a ring to it. So we corner boys, right. you know? Dope, dope, dope. So shout out to Jack and Ed for giving us that name. Cal specifically. Okay, all right. And 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 then y'all then so so you said Rico was like an unofficial third member. I did. Yeah, yeah. So we met him. What happened was Jagadesh had a, a um a singer that was signed to them. His name was BJ. He was from Milwaukee. So Rico was cool with BJ, and he just ended up coming to the studio with him one night. So he gets in the studio. He will always pop, pop up and pop up. So he's like, "Y'all rap or whatever, you know." And one night, I never forget. Jagged Edge was going to Magic City. And um, they asked us if we wanted to go. And I was like, no, I'm just sit back here and work. And Reed looked at me. He was like, shit, if you ain't going, I ain't going. I'm trying to work too. We might have did like 18 songs that night. That was really our first time even working with each other. We just became brothers from that point on. You know what I'm saying? We met through a mutual friend. He just stayed coming to the studio all the time. We were young. All of us was like 18, 19 years old at the time. Yeah. So from that point on, it was just like we just clicked. Dope, dope. And at this time, this is Rico Love. This is this is pre big Rico Love, the songwriter, the visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the kid that got us still at FAMU taking the bus to Atlanta. Okay. You know? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. And so um, so how do, how does that morph into you know be, you know y'all becoming this this new thing and this this new entity and y'all start producing and, and writing and doing all these hits for all these people? When um. So eventually, you know, time goes by, you know, me, Corner Boys, we had our moment, we did what we do, and Reek just kept working, you know, um, stay persistent. What happened was he ended up getting a deal with um, Usher Raymond. Usher signed him as an artist. So um, he signs him as an, artist, as an artist and everything, so he ends up writing a record for Usher. And the record was called Throwback, and it was, in the, it was on Usher's own album, Album so crazy records, you know the um confession, confessions, confessions, confessions. Um, so you know, next thing you know, everything just start taking off pretty crazy. He calls me one night. He's like, "Bro, shit moving fast, bro. I need you to be a part of this, bro. You know, um, we've been locked in forever anyway, so you might as well go ahead and just really lock in for real." So. I packed my bags, came to Miami, and we just started rocking. Yeah, that's out. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, man. Man, yeah. that that's 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 truly a blessing, man. And definitely to work with yeah. somebody, and that just shows that goes to show to people. Like I always tell people, you know, your relationship building, 
um, networking and and just keeping being solid with people over the years. Cause you don't yeah, know, absolutely. you know, starting out, yeah. you guys seem to be the guys, you know what I mean? And he was just trying to get his way in. And, you know, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You don't know who's going to be who, what position people are going to be in. So you got to treat everybody right and, and equal and fair. Yep. And, fair. And, you know what I mean? That's so fair. that definitely is an is a example in the sign showing people how to do that. Um, also, I know, you know, yeah. you got a musical background, musician, um, music director mm-hmm. as well. So how what, what's what's that like for you? You know, um, you know, I grew up playing in church. Definitely, you know, definitely. Went to college, studied classical and jazz in college. You know, so um, my first, the first time I actually played out for an artist was actually with Jacket Edge. I did a um a short tour with them. Okay. And it was just an acoustic set we would do with just me on the piano, and they would do their whole show. And then you know, after that, I really kind of fell back from it. But when Rick decided he wanted to become a to do an artist, be an artist again, you know, he needed a music director gotcha. and he knew, <laughs> <laughs> he knew what I did on the keys uh, or whatever. So he's like, well, it only makes sense, you know? So um, I got back in there and, you know, I've just been working with him ever since. I haven't really done too much music with live performances outside of the stuff that I've done with him. Okay. You know, I, I really didn't want to go. I was really, I was really trying to just focus on the production, but it's my brother. No so doubt. I'm like, you no know doubt. what? The MD, you need a band, whatever. No doubt. I'm a lock in, we let's do it. Whatever we need to make make it happen, we're gonna do it, you know. So that's what it is. That's what it is. So yeah. so um what's what's your what's your process like, man? If you if you can talk about that a little bit, like how do y'all go about crafting these records for these people? Do y'all just go in and, and work on a bunch of records or do you get calls from people and y'all just go in on the spot and cook up? Like, what's your process? I mean, for the most part, we get a phone call. We like to we, like we work every day for, for the most part, you know, so we always working on records, but we get in with the artists, have a conversation with them, just get a vibe for them, you know. Next thing you know, I start playing some chords. Uh, then he'll get in the booth and lay his melody, lay his lyrics, or whatever, and then I will build around that, you know. So my process is pretty much just give him enough space to do what he needs to do, and then after that, we create the record. You got gotcha. Fight, fight, fight the sonics and everything, you know. We don't really make complete beats and he writes to a whole beat. Gotcha. You know? I just like to have it where it can be, it could be an up-tempo, it could be a battle or whatever, you know. We, we figure that out once you get the song. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, that's, that's dope, man. Um, And yeah. I, I always ask people this. I mean, I know you, again, you come from a musical background in terms of being a, 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 a pure musician. Um. And I, I don't, I can't recall, but I don't think it's too much sampling or interpolation too much in your production and the works y'all done. Um, yeah, I learned early. That, you know. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, man, I like my publishing. There you bro. go, there you nah. go. I got you, I got you. You know, I, I, yeah, I was man. handicapped getting in the game because I couldn't play shit. So <laughs> I started yeah. out sampling. Joe good, though, you know. Uh-huh. Light fingers had. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Light yeah, Joey, Joey, <laughs> Joey. That that was the that was the missing component for me, bro. We brought that in, uh-huh. and everything came full circle, bro. Um, yeah, one hundred. And, and so, what's your what's your uh your, your pref? Oh, not to cut you off, too. You do realize, man. Y'all was the first cast to show me an NPC, bro. I had no clue what the NPC was. Y'all was the first cast to actually put me in a real studio, bro. I was a kid, bro. This is my senior year in high school, bro. You know what I mean? And 
Y'all really took me under your wing, man, and let me come see y'all work. I didn't even understand that process for real. Y'all really showed me that, but I want to thank nah, you. Nah, no, no yeah. doubt, no doubt, bro. Joe told me, I was like, he's like, you remember D came to the studio when we was at um the coffee place and when we was at yeah. uh, uh, Try Hard over there with Joe Smith when we was in the Board of Ed? I said, word? He was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jay told me the same thing. Yeah, I said, wow, that's crazy. Again, yeah. that's that's why it's always cool to, you know, keep a good rapport and, yeah. and, and, and try to do good by people and do right by people, bro. That's that's all it's meant, exactly. man. Just trying to show love. That's the that's the sole purpose of what I'm even doing yeah. now, man. I just wanna, you know, yeah, use all those relationships, all those resources and all the information I got and kinda help and bring people on who got yeah. information to share with people and help them out as well. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know this is a yeah, community bro. where we gotta all, you know, we gotta work together. You know how this stuff goes, bro. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Gotta work together. 100%. So, um, yeah. So I'm assuming then your your preference is to be in the studio with the artist, or or at least have ideas of what you're working on. You know what I'm saying? As far as yeah, with the artist. yeah, yeah. If you if you have the opportunity, yeah, if you have the opportunity to get in with them, that's I always prefer that. You know, because you can send them a crazy record, but if that's not the space at the end, yeah. It's not going to click, you know? You got to meet yeah. them where they at, you know? And then if you want to take them someplace, yeah. that's cool, but you got to at least come to where they at, you know what I'm saying, musically, you know? So for the most part, I always prefer to, if we can get in with the artists, you know, let's lock in with them. And, and so since you've been around that long and you know what the MPC is, obviously, uh, what's your preference, mm-hmm. though? What's You like software versus logic, hardware? Man, logic, yeah, okay. Logic, we logic yeah. boys. Come on, boys, logic. That's, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been on logic since. When I first converted to software, Um, totally, that was it. I saw logic when Apple bought it. I, I, I saw it before that when it was with eMagic. Mm-hmm. It was cool, but when logic bought it, it was like, it just kind of, yeah, I got rid of every, I ain't going to hold you. That, Joe came to the studio one day was like, yo, I just learned how to use all this stuff. How you about to change it to a whole new system? <laughs> I'm like, bro, you see what this could do, bro? You ain't going to care. I got rid of, I, yo, I had all my hardware. I probably kept, I think I kept like a 1080, maybe. I got rid of my yeah, cons, yeah. my board. I had the digital Mackie board. I got rid of everything. I was like, yo, Logic do everything. Yeah, bro. And it's just so it's so convenient, bro. Think about all this shit you had to order every time you got a session. You got to work out of L.A., New York, or wherever, man. You got to ride on like this long a list that you need for sound yeah. and shit. All you need now is your laptop and a mini board, And, and keep good. it moving, bro. I was like, yeah, keep it moving. I was like, that was a blessing, bro. I had no idea, bro. bro. I said, I saw yeah. that. I was like, my homeboy had been trying to get it, get me on it for like, like maybe since like old one, old two. I was like, bro, it's cool. I was dealing with like digital performer. You know, Pro Tools was a little out the out the price range when you wanted a full system back then. It was like ten, twelve thousand dollars just to get in. So we was doing digital performer and hard uh, hard disc recorders, Mackies and DA thirty eights and all that stuff. But he said, "Yo, tell you got to get over with this logic." I was like, "Eh." But by oh, I think it was maybe oh four. Oh four came at uh, Apple bought it. It was over. They yeah. sold me. I, yeah. I got rid of everything, man. So so yeah, I'm the same way. I think it was like seven. About 0708, that's my got you. It took me a minute. Got yeah. you, got you. All right, so um, collaborating. I mean, I feel like everything y'all kind of do is like more collaborative effort, even though it's you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I kind of asked that. What's your what's your limit? I know y'all got in house and and, and and team, but I'm saying outside of your team, what's your what's your limit? Because you see today, you got thirty credits, thirty people on one credit, bro. Like, what's your limit as far as collaborating on a record? I mean, for the most part, it's been me, Reek, 
sometimes we have we do records with Jim Johnson, Danger. Um, but I mean, it's never been more than like three or four people on a record. Top. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm with you. That, that's where. I, that's maybe because you have you might have had two people that wrote the song. You know what I'm saying? Parts, lyric, and melody. You yeah. Know? Then two guys that make that contribute to the to the music. You know, but I mean. There's only but so much stuff you can add to a record, bro. I mean, I'm just like, it's like 10 people on that motherfucker. I'm like, what, could a nigga um, breathe on it or something? Like, eh. Yeah, like, like what? Like, yeah. always say, like, yo, what can you do? I remember one time, bro, it was it was funny. We was at a video shoot, and we did, uh, I think we had just did the K-Slate record. We was at K-Slate video shoot, and Fat Man Scoop was interviewing us. And he said, he said, um, you know, who did the beat? Because the four of us standing there, he's like, which one of y'all did the beat? So instead of just keeping it real, we like, we all did it. Yo, that nigga looked yeah. at us and was like, wait. So he did the sneer. He did the hi-hat. He did the bass line. Yo, we was dying. I was like, you know, we trying to save face like we a team. But, you know, that team don't mean every time everybody do have a part in one yeah, beat. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I might have came up with the beat idea. Joe might have came and added some keys. You know what I'm saying? Mill uh-huh. might have said, yo, arrange it this way. But, you know, we was, we was trying yeah. to sell it like we all did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit was funny as hell. Yeah. He was like, so... But honestly, that makes sense though because you might you, your your primary thing may be more programming, and he he provides the you know the top yeah. line, I mean the keys or whatever. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Then you got one, one person that may have the vision, but like you know what, you need to take that sound out. Yeah, that sound yeah. Out. So that makes that makes yeah. sense. But you hear a record, bro, and it's like four records on it, and it's like seven different producers that's on it. Crazy. It's like you got four sounds on the whole beat, y'all. Right. It's an 808, a snap, and like maybe like two extra sounds, bro. It took 70 y'all to do this motherfucker, bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's overkill right about now. Um, yeah. I mean, I, but I get it, yeah. though. You know, I get it. I get it. I get what they do. I think a lot of times, though, I was talking, I think I'm talking to arsonists from Heat Makers, and a lot of times he was saying, like, you know, a lot of that's just about getting a placement because a lot of times people don't have the access. So that it just yeah. be, it just be about getting a placement. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. But so 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 um, what what's your? I know you you had to have them. You work with too many people to not have had them. What's some of your people always try to get away with? I let a lot of people slide with this too. What's your worst studio experience and what's your best? You don't have to necessarily name names if you want to. You still actively work. I ain't trying to get you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Out of the business. Blackball is done. Uh. But yeah, what 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 would be considered? I know you have great times, but we all have those sessions and those artists that's just like, oh, here we go again. So what what's your? Let's start with your worst. People always try to get by me with that one, but what's your worst studio experience? Probably one of our worst experiences was on. We had one artist that showed up kind of late, and they were extremely drunk, <laughs> like drunk out of their mind. Wow. And, um, they were kind of like. He kind of like the person started talking to me a little bit crazy. And I'm like, bro, you're like you're a big artist, bro, and I don't want to have to fuck you up and miss up in the opportunity, bro. But this shit ain't gonna fly, you know what I mean? So he, the person he they kind of felt my energy. They just stormed yeah. out. I'm like, damn, bro, this shit is about to be a wrap, my nigga. Like, fuck, man. But Reed came in there. He was able to calm the situation down. Everybody talked for a while, and the next thing you know. It was it was just history, but it was like yo, the person was like belligerently drunk. Oh yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So just talking like real reckless and everything. I'm like yo, you need to relax. 
Cause I'm gonna fuck you up, bro. <laughs> I tell people, bro, yeah. bro, we some we some cool, calm, passive people, bro. Jersey City, but when, yeah, when but the Jersey City kick in, bro, it's a whole nother yeah, it's a whole nother man, like, thing. You can't just talk to me any type of way. I'm a man there you, first. Before there you go. Oh, man. There you go. You know what I mean? There you go, bro. That's a that's a fact. All right. So, yeah. what what would be one or some of your best studio experiences? I would say my best studio experience is probably Beyonce. I, 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 was just, I was about to say it before you said it. I said, I knew it got to be Beyonce. Like, for one, you know, obviously she's extremely talented, but she's just so pulling down to earth. You know what word. I mean? And it's, she's just a pleasure to work with. Word, word. Just being in the studio with her, you know, um, it was a, it was a, it's a vibe, bro. It's a real vibe, man. She's like, if you got in a shirt, she think that shirt is cool. She's gonna be like, "Oh, I like that shirt." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna wear that shirt. That's something Sean yeah, would wear. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? That's dope. That's like, dope. Yeah, bro. Like she's real cool, man. All right, all right. You know what was a vibe for me too, though. Um, so um, don't mind me, man. Like crazy out. No, no, you right good, you good. So we did a record. I got called in for a session. To do a record with Puff, and it was with um, it was a producer, producer by the name of Chop out of Chicago. Young Chop. He was doing all that. Yeah, Young Chop. So that was directed with um him and Meek Mill. I want it all. Got you, got you. Yeah. So I just remember doing that session with Puff, and he has a way of talking to you, bro. Where you feel like you feel like anything you want to do in life, <laughs> you can accomplish it, bro. Back. So I was like, bro, I gotta come in here because I'm I'm literally sitting behind the keyboard playing shit. And he's just speaking life yeah. to me, bro. I'm like, nigga, I'm about to make the most incredible record ever, bro. I just yeah, feel yeah. it. He just that he's he's a motivator, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? So he's like the he's like the Steve Jobs. <laughs> word, you know word, I'm word. He may not touch an instrument, but he just know how to you know what I'm saying speak life into people that get the, the shit done and, and motivate them. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I tell people I'm like, bro. It's a we hear all the stories, we hear a lot, you know, a lot of the ill stuff about Puff, but the reality of it is if you work with him and had the experience, bro, truly, you know, I, I knew even times we worked with him, it was like a blessing. And, and ironically, yeah. we worked with him, him and LL in the same session, which was crazy. The um I always tell the story, it's a weird scenario that they was they was competing against each other without even really knowing it, bro. We was in there recording the record and every time one of them would come out the booth. He tell us go, yo, turn my vocals up, turn his down, and then Puff <laughs> would go in there be like, yeah, yeah, turn mine up, turn his down. But the the whole thing prior to getting in there, I feel like I tell people like, I've had preconceived notions about people before meeting them, and I feel like the people who are like that, you think they have the egos, they extra, they cry. You just said Beyonce is a a beautiful person to work with. You would think they have the 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 in, in, in all honesty and fairness to people, they have enough going on and done so much that they have the right to be arrogant and act like assholes, and yeah, they don't. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's crazy. It's like yeah. the people who don't even have like a, a ounce of what these people accomplished act like they like they like God's gift to everything. You know what I mean? So it was, it was a great you experience. Can't tell them anything, bro. They don't mm. want to listen. <laughs> they don't want to nah. listen to you. You know they nah. don't take it. Right? Yeah, and they were like, like you I said, though. Yeah, that level of artist and that level of producer for them to be like. What you think? I'm looking at like, nigga, you puff. What you think, nigga? What you, mean? What you, exactly. you know what I mean? But that was dope. That was that was definitely dope, bro. Okay, so, um, being we come from an era of in the studio working with the artists, doing all of that, um, 
And even from like up and coming, our, our grind on the up and coming, we still had to be more hands on with our experience. But today you got, you know, the beat stores, the the apps, all these different things, YouTube. Um, what's your take on, you know, like selling beats online? Um, like I, e- either or for like, you know, established person like yourself, you don't have to, but established person like yourself yeah. or like an up and coming guy, what's, what's your take on just selling beats online with, you know, without the in-person connection sometimes? You know, it's, it's funny you asked me that because I, had, I recently just started a campaign called, called Cooking with the Great. And what I was doing, I geared it towards like independent artists. Mm. You know, I mean, it was so many artists that would want to work with me, but they just couldn't afford it. And I'm like, bro, it's a lot of dope people out here and I don't want to miss out on an opportunity just because, you know, they ain't got 25K exactly. to pay for a record. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you know? So, um, I think it's I think it's cool, bro. You know, it's just it's like it's like a gift and a curse because it, it kind of it kind of fucks the game up a little in a sense to where you know the label might not want to pay as much as they would usually pay for a record now because they feel like they can go get this cat right here and he going he's going to give you the beat for like three hundred yeah, yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I always tell people what you're not. You're, you're paying for more than just a beat. Exactly. You're paying for the experience exactly. that comes with that beat, you know, putting together that whole record, you know, and that's something that you can't really put a price tag on for the most part, you know what I mean? Sonics, you know, niggas is making beats in their bedrooms these days, you right. know what I'm saying? But you really know how to actually consistently make a hit record. Yeah, that that's you know? that's that's why you that's, that's why you get paid more money. That's why you get the big bucks exactly. because it's a it's a greater exactly. chance that when you exactly. get in with people who have the experience, it's just like, you know, a, a doctor. A doctor spent years of school and training and learning how to do something in his field. That's why exactly. he get the big bucks when he get out. He's not getting paid uh, 100000 for operation because he know how to do operation right now. It's all those years of experience and time and effort you put in to be an expert at what you do. And and that's, exactly. the, that's the difference. I think um, – but I do believe the industry kind of messes that up because they, they make – they make everything feel like it's an even playing field. Like a person mm-hmm. with your Absolutely. experience is, I don't care how dope somebody is making a beat in his room. It's never going to be equal <laughs> to somebody with <clears throat> the the level and years of experience and, you know, what you know and your mm-hmm. ability is like, you can't compare the two. Yes. Somebody can make a dope beat, but we all know there's a lot of dope beats and whack songs. There's a lot of dope yeah, rappers who can't make great songs. So dope singers that can't, you know, make dope songs or, consistently yeah. do it. You know what I mean? We know that yeah. if we go in the lab multiple times with you guys, they're going to come out with hit records. They know that. That's yep. a fact. But we don't yep. know that when you buy a $10 beat or a $100 beat online that we're going to get a hit record yeah. out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So most definitely, yeah. bro. That's yeah. Most definitely. So, I mean, a lot of that has to do with, like, you, you know, social media it played a big role in that. You know what I'm saying? It's all, I mean, just the internet period because people could just really, like you said, you could just Make a beat on in your bedroom, throw that shit out there. And if it's a cool beat, you could be the next guy. I came from an era where you had to really be, you had to be groomed. Yeah. I studied under people, you know what I'm saying? That were the guys, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? And it was like, when it was my time, it was like, yeah, you graduated it's, now. It's no graduation. Nah, I'm just talking. <laughs> There's no process. Everybody wants to skip steps. Yeah, Everybody want to get from, as I said, yeah. people want to go from the bedroom to billboard, like immediately. Like, I just exactly. learned how to fiddle on this computer and and click and tap this beat in and now I want whatever. And then because they're so happy to just be a part of the experience, 
they'll do it for pennies on the dollar or they don't even care about getting paid. You know what I mean? We all started out with the love of music and I get that, Mm -hmm. but you know, we, we started to figure out our worth and our value as we got up in it and start doing more. And it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep your value, but I I understand it. I'm the same way with you. Like I'm, I'm working on something similar where I like working because I feel like the true talent is out there. It's, it's in the, it's in the people who may not have the money, you know what I mean? May not have the the opportunity. So I, you know, I'm I'm the same way. I would. Yeah. These last couple of months, I've I've run across some really talented artists for you. It's like, bro, if I would, if I've never, if I wouldn't have thought to do this, you know, I would have never got this experience. You know what I'm saying? It's been a learning experience. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta be willing to, that's just where we at right now in this game, bro. It's just like, you know, you gotta make yourself, a little bit more accessible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely, bro. Um, And another one, man, just, just to give people some perspective and insight, man. Uh, What's what's the entry level coming in? What was the least amount? I'm talking about like on a professional level. What's the least amount you've been paid? And on a high level, what, what's the most amount you've been paid? Uh, just to give people well, a grand well, scheme of, 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 of where... My entry level was, um, I want to say, was thirty five hundred. Yeah, that's we. Yeah, that was it. That was that magical number. We always do, doing something with that thirty five. That thirty five. Yep. I said, man, let me. Yeah. Get, I need yep. about ten of these thirty fives, nigga. We out of here. <laughs> yeah. Word, word. And the most I got paid was, I want to say, fifty k. Yeah. Yeah. The most I got paid it was, it was. It's crazy because the record ain't do shit, you know, but. <laughs> But you know, like, they dropped the artist though. You know what I'm saying? But they put the song yeah. out, and they, they just dropped the artist song. You know, and I'm like, bro, well, hey. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, man. So what? But what? What do you prefer, man? With this, this, this era of the music industry, or you know, ten, fifteen years ago, or twenty years ago, when you when you kind of came in, what what do you prefer? And what's what's the pros and cons of why you prefer this versus that? I definitely prefer ten to fifteen years ago. Mainly, mainly because honestly, the process. Yeah. I miss that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I came when I came up in the studio, bro, it was it was me, Rico, Kerry Hilson, the dream. Before they were before he was the dream. All of us were sitting under Tricky Stewart, bro. Yeah. That's the, you know, and it was like we were all learning from each other. It was a it was a key competition who's gonna show up today, you know yeah. what I mean? But we had the sensei that was telling us, like, yo, you know what? You need to do this. You, you, you know, you should format it this way. You know, it, and that process doesn't exist anymore for these guys. You know, like, they, they, they're doing it themselves. And the, and the, the gift and the curse is that, you know, it, it, it's winning now, but the curse is that it's winning in, to the point where they're comfortable doing what they're doing, so you can't tell them. Yeah. And once they're rewarded for it, and they start making money. It's like you—you you really can't tell exactly. them nothing. They're not that because the end goal in their mind is to make money, but they don't see the detriment. It's just like selling drugs in the '80s. Everybody was getting all of that money, but nobody looked at what it was gonna be like—the the ramification from all those drugs, from all of those crack, you know, those, those you know, those crackheads and the fiends and everything, and children not having their families and everything. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. think people look at the outcome of what it's gonna do. Yeah, you're making a whole lot of money right now, but what at what cost? You know what I mean? Where, yeah, how yeah, and what, what is where is what is this gonna put us in? You know, like even like with sampling, I say this too. Um, I remember early on a lot of people frowned on sampling because it was like, okay, I sampled, but I also understood music, I understood structure, I understood 
chords yeah. and and you know what I mean and then yeah. getting around musicians and understanding because to evolve and to yeah. last you got to understand music yeah. it's no way to be a, a producer or a writer anything mm-hmm. in music and don't have the basic um understanding of how music works and the, and, and the fundamentals of it so you have to and i think that when you uh shortchange yourself or don't really get into it or even learning the history like a lot of kids today i talk to them they don't know nothing before now mm-hmm. like they just know what's going yeah. on right now they don't know nothing even well, in the world they don't know nothing about who did what who participated yeah. in this who created this it's like crazy so it's no way you can go on to be a future anything you know what i mean you can't establish anything because you don't have the information the knowledge and you don't want to go through the experience of doing it so or you just get the exactly. quick money grab you know it's a it's, it's a crazy mm-hmm. thing you know so I always, I love to embrace up-and-coming artists. And again, what I learned over the years, what I used to do is try to force it on people, but I just find people who want it. And then, you know, those who want it, I yeah. help them and cultivate that. And, mm-hmm. and that works better. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, that'll that'll go a lot further than trying to force these guys, you know, because some people, they don't, they, yeah. don't, they don't want it. I get it. I wish they yeah. did, but they don't. So, you know, all you can do is yeah. just instill it in the people who want it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that do yeah, want it too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know there's you know? a lot of artists out there, um, a lot of musicians who want to know who just may not be privy or may not have access. Yeah. They might have been in somewhere in Wyoming or somewhere where there was no scene and don't really know. You know what I mean? What was what and who did exactly. what or how things work. So exactly. really, really, really mm-hmm. dope, bro. Really dope. Um so, I mean you you mentioned this this thing you was working on. Um uh what you can go into more detail with that as far as like with the new artists and in the production and, and having access to you. Yeah, so what I did is um I put out three installments. One was a um R and B edition. It was just basically ten R and B records. And then I put out ten rap records and then I did like an acoustic volume as mm. well. I, I reduced my rate and I just did it as a first come, first serve basis, but you didn't just get the beat for me. Like you would FaceTime me in a st- while you were in the studio recording. I'm telling you exactly, you know, I'm, I'm walking you through the process. Like I'm actually in the studio dope, with you. No, no. So like I said, it's been, it's been real cool, man. It's been real cool. It's been real cool. I've come across some extremely talented people from London, all over the place, bro. You Word. know, so. And that, that's something else I love about mm-hmm. the internet to it. You know, we were limited in the sense that we were we didn't have access to the world before. We got the world at our fingertips, so we're not limited to just the talent that's within our immediate circle or our immediate reach. Now you got access to the world, and I I'm seeing, especially in R and B. Me and Joe talk about this all the time. It's like, you know, not even on no racial stuff, but it's like I'm starting to see more dope white or international artists that really have more of appreciation for R and B. It's like. The black artists are scared yeah, to do it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you getting yeah. mad at this one yeah. and Ed Sharing and and uh you know all these different people for saying oh they taking oh yeah well they're comfortable making the music that we should be making. We don't you know well, we, we in my opinion I just don't I don't that that's something I don't I mean I do understand because I know if you dangling money in front of people's face to go pop or to make this type of record or to do this trap record or to do you know this different type of. R&B, I don't know what this is right now we're dealing with, but if you do that, that compromises the integrity. But I feel like, you know, people got to get back to making real music, soul music, R&B music, music with meaning and context and con- and concepts. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, people will appreciate it, bro. Yeah. I, you know, I was in um South Africa in 2019. What was it? 
2019, right? And um, we went to a club out there. And the age demographic for the club was maybe like 21 to like 28, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, pretty much a young, young crowd, bro. These cats was in there playing old Jay-Z, old Biggie, you know. I'm talking about basically all old New York Man. shit. When I see motherfuckers who singing every word, wow. they knew all the songs word for word, like old Nas shit, bro. Wow. They loved yeah. it. They appreciate that classic hip hop out there, you know what I mean? These were kids, wow. bro, that knew these songs, word for word. Wow. Bro. Yeah. I haven't heard that yet. And <laughs> I've been going out out here. And I haven't, heard, I haven't heard that yet, bro. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? These, yeah. That, and that's, that's yeah. It. it. It all boils down to, uh, you know, people are so fearful of being rejected or it not being on the radio all day long or them playing in a club all the mm-hmm. time. But I tell people this is the best time in the world because we have access to you could you could be out here and be one of the biggest artists, even on a low, if you just tap into the audience, tap into your audience. Yeah. Don't worry about mm-hmm. everybody else. Somebody just gave sent me an artist yeah. the other day and me and my wife were sitting at the table when she playing. She's like, Yeah, he's cool. I said, He's not your lane of music you like. But there's mm-hmm. he has an audience, so all he needs to do is centralize his energy and focus on that audience because he's dope. But he just needed, you yeah. know. I think he's trying to focus to a broader audience. When nah, narrow it down, get to the audience that wants mm-hmm. what you have, and you'll see more success mm-hmm. and you'll benefit and reap more rewards from that than trying to fit in with everything else that's going on because that's not your lane necessarily. Yeah. So that's that's definitely a thing, yeah. bro. Um, so. Outside of that, what, what what we doing right now? We in twenty twenty three. So what's up with with with, with D Town the Great? What we doing right now? So D Town the Great right now is really um, like I said, I'm focusing on building that brand out to cooking with the Great. You know, I feel like that could really be something. And um, I'm actually looking into actually trying to develop a podcast myself. Okay. You know, but it'll be a little bit different. You know, um, it'll be me and because you know I like to cook. All right, all right. Okay. Yeah, you know, my sister, my sister, like, she's like a certified chef, and her and my mom, they taught me, like, everything I know, you know, so I have a, I'm trying to put together a show right now with me being, I'll be in the kitchen, chefing up my shit, and then I might go in the studio, and you watch me make, you, no, got, you watch me make a meal in the, in the kitchen, and then go in the studio, together a record, oh, great, you know? Yeah, so I'm giving you the best food in the kitchen and in the studio, you know, like, That's you, know, dope. you see me in there with the audience watching through the whole process, you know? Us eating the food that I just prepared for them and shit, you know what I no mean? No doubt, like, no doubt. That's dope. Yeah, That's bro. dope, bro. Yeah. That's dope. But I've been working with some, um, also some new artists um, also that we've been working on. Um, artist signer, um, artist signer Rock Nation by name of Kaylin. Okay. Kaylin for real. Okay. Real talented kid from Compton, bro, rap. Rap cat. He's coming out real soon. We've been working on his project. You know, and, um, a few other things too, man. You know, you got to stay yeah, working. You know, you know how this go. You know how this go. All right, so yeah, bro. bro. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think we 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 said we said a lot. We talked about a lot, bro. Um, I definitely want to, you know, shout you out and thank you for jumping on, especially at quick notice and, and getting you on here, man. Showing love, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. This is my first podcast, bro. That's why I had to drink. You know, I'm not a tough guy, bro. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't do that's interviews. That's dope. That's dope. I got the first yeah, one. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, okay. 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 So, so you put my first NPC, 
and you gave me my first interview. Shout out to me. You feel me? Hey, man, shout out to my dog. That's what it is, man. I really appreciate you, though, bro. Thanks, man. Much continued success, bro. You deserve it. Always been a good dude. Always been a cool dude and a talented guy at that. So, you know what I mean? What's for you is always going to be for you, bro. Um, So, again, that's how we're going to do it. We normally end this off letting everybody know. I just need you to do one thing consistently while you out there listening to this great music that's going on. Check the credits. Do not forget to check the credits, check y'all. The credit. All right. That's All right. what it is, y'all. Peace. Peace, my brother.